Yo, what's up, everybody? How's it going? Hope you're feeling great. Hope you're feeling good and having a wonderful day on today. Today's a special day. Want to know why? Because you're listening to It's Not Canon in the show. So I am Big Chase Bank at your service. We are not playing a game of catch up. My cohort, my counterpart is Big Ryan. If he's lying, he's flying. No, he's not. <laughs> What's going on, man? Happy, uh, happy Tuesday! Right, I felt like Wednesday today. It really did. Oh, when when I realized we didn't have our normal Wednesdays, I was really disappointed. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, I thought it was happening there. <laughs> I don't know. Like, maybe I might be rushing this week a little bit, but you know, I was just really looking forward to like Wednesday. I'm like, okay, cool. We got these meetings. Get these out the way. We're set. We're good to go. And I was like, no, no, it's uh, yeah. it's a punk ass Tuesday. Yeah, no, it's nothing about our jobs or anything. We're just, we're just ready for the weekend already. Seriously, like overtly yeah. ready. Like I yeah. could just, I could, I could smell the ocean now. Uh, oh good. yeah, for for the people that are aware that um, uh, Chase is going to be joining, uh, joining Puerto Rico in uh, was it three, four days, five, days? <sighs> one week. <laughs> One week from today, officially on vacation. It's been a long time coming, everybody. And I will say this one thing. If you have the opportunity to take some time off, please feel free to do so. Take care of your mental at all times. I know we already had a smaller episode about this, but man, feel free to take care of your mental. It, it all work and no play is not a good day. So feel free to do so. Take your vacations, even if you do a staycation. Stay your butt on the couch. Ryan, you know, I think of staycations of um like the guys on a high school football team that didn't play. Do you know what they called them in my school? What? They were called an ass back. Would you like to know why? <laughs> I could guess why because they're sitting on their asses. Or when they tried to go run in, it was to get your ass back on the bench. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, here, here! I thought we were gonna get one episode where we weren't using any foul language, and we already dropped that in uh, two minutes and fifty-three seconds. Yeah, uh, <laughs> pew, 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 pew. We're good blazing. Uh, we didn't even get to the topic of today. The topic of today yeah. is friendship. Friends. Mm-hmm. How many of us have them? Friends. <laughs> Ones we can depend on. We're not talking about Friends the TV show. We can do that a whole other episode. Um, and for the little chase for never watching a season of that show or an episode. I, I, I could definitely attest to that. I've never seen an episode. Yeah, here. Not a full one. Like, I, I've seen it on TV. Then I was like, I might watch for like five minutes. And, you know, I, I've never finished it. Yeah. But, you know, shout out to everybody that does. You know, you know everybody got their little fortes. They... Things of pleasure. I want to take guesses why you didn't watch the show, but that's for a different conversation off a hot mic. <laughs> it has nothing to do with what you're originally thinking right now. I just never could get into it. Yeah. Well, but no, we're not talking about friends of the show. We're talking about friendship in general. Real life friends yep. and everything that surrounds your friendship in today's world specifically and how that changes through time. So... Yep. I guess we could start around the whole uh, overall friendship thing, and you could use as many examples as you as you would like. But overall, what sparks a friendship? We talked about this a little bit offline. 
I asked Ryan this question and we got to talking. Then I had to immediately stop the conversation because I didn't want to spoil it. You know, no spoilers <laughs> at all times. But now we're here. We're recorded. Ryan, what sparks a friendship? Me personally? Um, I mean, let me start off with the, the sheer fact when you when you get to a certain age, you feel that um, you realize that friendships come and go and friendships um, little and there was a meme I was trying to find for this conversation where it was me with my, my, my friends, my friend group when I was 20 or 19, it was, and there was like hundred of people around this one person. And then me with my friend group, um, on, uh, at 30 and it was like one person. Um, hmm. and to me that, that resonates because for me, I, I've friendship to, uh, in this sense is, but you can have have things in, in common. And when your question was, what sparks a friendship? And I look at you and I look at um, someone you guys are going to meet very, very soon. And think about how our friendships kind of kicked off. And it always something something in common. Or my friendships always seem to spark out of out of work. And it's a common goal that typically gets us in into being a very close relationship. Um, you and I, we, we found that Rick and Morty, comic books, sports, we, we built off of that. And then this idea of the, what we're doing now, um, this podcast is where we really started connecting even more. Um, Doug and I, we connected with a job and not to speak ill of the job, but we like to call it as a former war zone and we bonded in the, in the trenches. Um, and the first time and um, the first time that him and I actually got to meet each other, uh, I took I don't know who took who out for lunch, but we both went to lunch together because he just came into the company and we went and had lunch and um, he, him and I just bonded about our family lives and how close they were and the things that we like outside of work. Um, we just seemed to bond and I realized that this man that's going to be my counterpart in, my, in that company, him and I are going to be relatively really close and it just it snowballed after that. We just became friends at work to friends outside of work to spending time uh, at each other's houses to summers, him coming to my house to hang out at the pool and watch uh, TV that, that night and barbecue. Um, it was a ritual Friday night thing to me being the best man, one of his co-best men's at his wedding to all that with you. It, it snowballed relatively quicker, I think, because Hell, you were down here in March to be at a baby shower for my for my impending child. So uh, we we snowballed well. I we snowballed relatively quickly. But um, with that, uh, it it depends on for me. It's got to have something in common. Um, and that's really what it doesn't it matters. And also, when you have that friendship, sharing common goals or sharing certain ideas, you and I have that mindset of. Uh, as we, I like to call it the freedom where we, our wives are out for several hours or a couple of days and we call it the freedom where we get to have some quiet time and enjoy some me time of playing video games, watching what we want to watch and eating what we want to eat. And, and there's no such thing as disturbing that time. Like, I don't think I reach out to you unless it's something, an emergency on those, uh, <laughs> those quiet days. or something big has happened in free agency with football or something right because like your your last freedom was free agency right it was yeah or was no it was the draft wasn't it the draft was it the draft i don't, I don't know i just remember 
you and I talking and you having the better version of it because um, you didn't have someone sitting next to you asking a bunch, a thousand different questions. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, those small bonds for me make a good friendship. What about you, sir? It's uh, the way I look at the how what what sparks a friendship. It is definitely common common morality in a sense. Um, I feel like my friendships in life had, and we could start over through like the whole in life thing because you, you definitely touched on it, but I kind of want to circle back to it. Yeah. But I feel like the true friends in my life, it's always been like some weird divine encounter. If, if that makes sense, like I'll, I'll start with the, a, a, a small introduction nugget, but you know, <laughs> he, he's going to be on later on, but, uh, well, actually, you know all right, spoiler. <laughs> Legit, when I met him, it was just like some stuff got him. I'm like, what's up with this guy? <laughs> and uh, I, I, we could actually touch on that a little bit more when we actually get to the, you know, the the spoiler when they're here, so to say. Right. I'll go through the full episodes of how we met both of them, but it was like this weird encounter, like not weird, but in the sense of like, I feel like I know you already, you know. <laughs> and uh, another one of uh my closest friends his name is uh mr Beatty or b80 as we call him and I, he was one of the friends that, that have you ever had a friend that you absolutely did not agree with that you you might have did seriously dislike them at first yeah um mostly what happened was i just didn't like them after a while so just yeah <laughs> yeah I, i'm not sure if i'm the best example for that one sir okay all right all right but needless to say uh me and b80 when i first met him i'm like who is this ignorant asshole <laughs> and i can't get it because like when we were in college he kind of actually did look like wiz khalifa like he had the tattoos all the stuff he was a small guy like look just like wiz khalifa when we were in college it was crazy then um I'm like, man, I'll never get along with this man. Come to find out, that ended up being like one of my closest friends still to this day. I'll still go to war for this man. Uh, that's my left hand man. He's a he's a lefty too, so I'll call him my left hand man. And I'll <laughs> put my last dollar in his hand. We always keep it on the grain on the grand plan. So that's my guy. It's just always been some indistinct encounter that was very is very set aside, is the way I could put it. Like right. you know how you come and go and you meet people on a daily basis, but with my specific friendships and my friends group and the people that are legit close to me, it was something that was life changing and it has been lifelong. Or and I can circle it back to how we met, how we interacted. It was a uh, <laughs> um spoilers again for everybody. <laughs> so I was I was working where we are first and uh, I was alone. I was very lonely. I was by myself. I, I, I was swamped in number. <laughs> then we started interviewing, and here comes Ryan as a potential candidate. And one of the questions I asked him, I didn't ask him to be a jerk, but I was just like really curious to know how he was going to adapt to it. Because, you know, I'm like, you know, working here, you get to deal with some stuff, and I want to know how you're going to respond to it. He knocked it out of the park, and... I feel like after one of the interviews, we had talked, and he was like, hey, that question you asked me was really, really great. I was like, I was actually trying to give you some insights, but you do want to take <laughs> <laughs> it. 
and from there it just kind of took off it was like uh i feel like the first week i was trying to let you get adjusted to everything um i wasn't trying to bombard you too much with hey do you have any questions blah 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 then one day out the blue he's just like hey uh can we talk about this i was like sure then from there it literally took off because we started talking about work and then we found ourselves talking about marvel universe and i was like hey you messed with rick and morty he was like yeah then uh, that was a whole another like hour long conversation. <laughs> then I think we start we talked one day for at least like three and a half hours. I was like, <laughs> I have not done shit. <laughs> this is pre where we are now. We're talking about the first two or three weeks. <laughs> Just uh, if anyone's listening from the company, <laughs> <laughs> we're very busy now. <laughs> no, seriously, seriously. Yeah, yeah seriously. Hire some uh, people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's funny because you bring that up, and I re- I remember um, after interviewing with you, I, I said to uh, my wife, I'm like, man, this guy is just—he's so insightful. Like, I I really want to—I want to really mess with this guy. I think this guy would be really cool for me. Like, we can definitely be cool friends. And then after one of the first times I reached out because um, I reached out because I was trying to understand something, I got off the the phone with you, and I, I turned to my wife. I'm like, something tells me he's a Rick and Morty fan. So, <laughs> yeah, it just you have those senses of uh, who are those people that you want to and to build off of where you went with that. I also try to surround myself with people that not only share the same type of mindset, but I look at friendships a lot different than I did in my early 20s, teens, that friends should uplift versus to keep down. Oh, yeah. And you and spoilers doug another person you guys will meet in in the coming couple weeks um you guys have been nothing but uplifting like keeping me positive we we challenge each other we support each other and those are marks of what you want and in my in my opinion um marks in an adult friendship that's not only there for you but there for your more morale to push you to guide you like i Doug and I, when we worked together, we always kept each other. We were known as, um, like, if people saw us, like, coming towards each other, everyone knew it was coming. We would just hug each other in the middle of work. And people thought, oh, they just do it to give us a rise. No, we were actually just supporting each other because, like we said, we were in the trenches. Um, So we, we, uh, we, (laughs) when he left the company, was like, who are you going to hug now? I'm like, I'll just drive to his house and get a hug if I need some support. Like, that's fine. <laughs> oh, but it, it's it's one of those things where you're happy you get to meet them at some points in your life with these friendships, but you kind of wish you had them for a longer period of time because the amount of things we could have done in these friendships prior to knowing each other. But things happen for reasons, right? Um, yeah, they do. So yeah, that I, they do. And I do believe people come into your lives at the time that you need them the most. Um, and and I think that's a great build into some good friendships. What are your thoughts on uh, the, the morale or your the thoughts of what a good friendship should be? Um, from my opinion, I think uh, good friendships should always revolve around three things that I wrote down when I thought about friendship. And mm-hmm. I thought that to be love, integrity, and respect. Mm. Specifically because if you don't love a person, truly love a person, then how could you have their best interest at heart? Mm-hmm. You know, I see a lot of these 
fake friendships nowadays of people that love or say, bro, I got love for you. But if you see me staring down or going down the wrong path, or if you can see I'm struggling with something, you won't even attempt to reach out to see how I'm doing. You know, right. and I feel as if like it always it doesn't always have to be a financial support. Never. It could be something as easy as calling during a random day. Literally, it doesn't even have to take five minutes out your day just to say, hey, are you OK? How are you doing? You know, because I just feel as if like the true value of a friendship is is it's been so misconstrued over these years. And especially now with the world that we live in, it's like everybody wants to do stuff for clout, quote unquote, or everybody's looking to get the upper hand and take advantage of somebody else. Mm -hmm. And it's like, where do you get a true sense of who an individual is? Because it's always about trying to maximize your value off to somebody else. Do you you think it's more so, and this is potentially going to derive us out of a different conversation, but do you really think it's a fake friendship or do you think it's more that they're a self-serving type of person? Hmm. <laughs> That's deep. <laughs> I mean, could, and the reason I bring that up is because it brings me to some of my thoughts as we're having this conversation of some friendships I had that I always labeled them as self-serving because they they took advantage of what I call my good graces, right? Um, they utilized what I had because I was one of the more successful out of original friend group, and and it just seemed like they were just taking advantage, but were they really checking on me at the time spoilers for the people that don't know this um i had a little bit of a drinking problem for majority of my 20s and some of these people may have helped encourage that because who was paying for it the person that had the more successful career aka me um so when when i i went through that i started contemplating you know, friendships and what I'm looking for friends. And there was a point where I didn't have any friends because I just didn't trust people, right? People were taking advantage of me at every, every go I had. I was young. I was super successful in the career field I was in, making more money than some of these kids that were still in school or coming out of school, realizing that they're not going to be managers right away. They're going to have to start at the bottom line. Um, and here we are, like looking at Ryan. Oh, he's been successful for a few years now. What can he offer? Um, and back to the point, you have friends, you have these friends that you're thinking about that don't, don't care to check on you when you're at your lowest. Is that a, is that more of a fake friend or a self-absorbed friend is the term I guess you're thinking, I'm thinking of. Honestly, it could be a little bit of both. And it really could, because if you're self-serve, like you mentioned, Mm-hmm. And you're going to maximize any opportunity that you can have and disregard what a person needs. Right. And being a bad friend could just be, you're just a terrible individual and a human. You know, like, no empathy. You don't too much care about my well-being. It's all about you, 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 and you. And you don't, like, I feel like those individuals are terrible listeners. Because well, if you... Let me let me let me add to that because if we're going to add this to the bad friend category, to me, bad friends would be not only self-absorbed, but willing to make you keep on going down that bad path. Oh yeah, absolutely. So if this could could I guess really the question is based off these self-absorbed ones as you're discussing this and thinking about your answer, 
could you still be a friend uh, friends with someone that's self-absorbed that's not checking on you? Could you still be a friend? Yes. Would that be, friend be good to you? Debatable. <laughs> because I feel like... Um, uh, da, 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 da. I'm sure I might be showing my age, but um, there was a show called Girlfriends, and it revolved around four black women. Mm-hmm. And one of the characters, her name was Tony Childs, and she happened to be exceptionally self-absorbed. And in my opinion, watching that show, she was a terrible friend. But her friends still chose to love her because they accepted her for who she was. Was she a right. shitty friend? Yes. Did she come through sometimes? Yes, she did. So I just kind of think it depends on the group of individuals you're also around. Because if someone accepts you for who you are and how you are, then can you still be a good friend to them? Yeah, you can. But is is that also kind of one of those friends you can always depend on? I wouldn't put my bottom dollar on that. Hmm. Interesting because that was a really good question. Dude. I was like, wait a second. Wow. The, well, now, now we're diving into more. And I know you had a bunch of probably things to list, but now I want to keep on diving into it. Definitely. So, so in your in the process of friendship, you can rely on these people for in your in your mind of what a let's put categories bad, good, and great. Yeah. How much can you honestly um um trust them in a capacity to like depend on them right (laughs) (laughs) well let me let me add more into that you're in chicago i'm in georgia do you consider me a good friend or a great friend i consider you a great one so in that fashions if you're thinking i'm gonna jump in front of you for a bullet i can't really do that being in atlanta and you're in chicago so in this new age of friendship where friends are scattered across multiple states mm-hmm. and no longer just tied to a friend group of internally in like a small circle what's the mark of a great friendship if your best friend may be living in california for me i'm a person that holds a lot of people to higher standards like I, I'm not gonna hold you to a, like I'm gonna hold you to you know a certain standard because I expect a lot of my friends because I, I expect a lot of myself and I want my friends to do as good as I'm doing right or doing as great as I'm doing and I don't want to see them going down a bad path and I'll be the first one to call them out on the bullshit because that's just my role in life at this point as I call people out on their bullshit um, no matter what apparently we're not gonna make it make it a a clean podcast I just dropped bullshit at the 23 minute mark. So, um, so with that, um, if you had a friend, you have a friend down here that you consider pretty close, correct? Yeah. Because, um, would you consider them a great friend? I do. And so, the, I would say what I consider a great friend, and this could mm-hmm. vary from person to person, is I need someone who could tell me you're wrong. Mm-hmm. I might argue with you a little bit or ask you to tell me where am I wrong at. But the moment I see what you see is like, okay, cool. Right. right. My bad. That was me. I accept that. That was me. <laughs> I, I, Yeah. I messed up. That was me. Okay. I can accept that. And right. I appreciate you for showing me where, you know, I could have been Mr. Shrewd at. So I feel like that is a sign of a great friend. And also 
I don't know if I'm old school for thinking this in my mindset and my ways, but the way I see it is, are you a type of person I can call on and you will answer? Right. I, that's, just, that's just like something I per, per se appreciate is, can I call you randomly and you're like, hey, what's up? How you doing? Right. No, because this is, I, I'll tell anybody, like, I am the worst texter ever in life. Like, throwing my wife under the bus here. I get that from my wife. I love you, Jess. But I get that from her. <laughs> I'm a terrible texter. But if you ever call me, I will always answer the phone. Or if I'm not available, oh, I'm moment, checking I'll to say, see if she don't pop up behind you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you me to look behind my back. Yeah. <laughs> but if I don't answer, then I'm gonna send you a quick text like, "Hey, you okay?" Or "Hey, can't answer right now." Blah 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 blah. You all good? Like I'll always answer the phone. Like I just pride myself on that one. But. Uh, I don't know. I, it just depends. What do you consider a great friend? See, this is what I've been... See, I told you, I was doing this thinking today, right? And, and because I look at friendship, and I, I speak because more of... I consider myself more of a hermit, and I like to be at points left alone. Like, there, there's things that I enjoy to be... If my wife left uh, tomorrow morning and says, hey, I'm going out for the day, I won't be back until 9 p.m., I'm super excited because now I'm left alone. And now I'm planning out a whole day of like, hey, I'm just going to sit here and do all this, right? Um, but in in the same fashion, what I like out of friendship, what I want out of friendship is someone that, like you said, be there. If I just need someone to talk to, someone to help motivate me, help me just, you know, keep me on the level, call me out on my shit like you did for me yesterday. Um, but I, I will admit when I'm wrong. But at the same time, I do hold... I hold my family to a certain level. I hold my friends to a certain level. I don't try to associate with people that continuously go down a bad path at their own discretion. So I have eliminated anything and everything out of that in my life. And there, there's reasons for it because I went down that path. I don't I don't want to, one, go down again myself. Two, if I'm trying to get you out of it and you're choosing to continue to go that way, I'm, I can't be friends with you. And I know that sounds horrible, but... Um, you have an uplifting friend who doesn't you're not listening to and you rather continue to go down that path. Godspeed. I hope everything works out. I'll be here on when you come out of it. Right. Um, but for me, the marks of a good friend is really a great friend. I should say is someone that I, I can call, say, Hey, just need to talk, just need a few minutes just to think um, through something or just check in or just kind of share some good news or exciting news. Um, and then, you know, catch up with when I can, like you being up in Chicago, my boy, Doug, he's in Tennessee. Um, and the understanding of that life can move without them always around is a, an important thing for me. Yeah. My life has changed. And I can, I, I think I've dropped this almost every freaking episode now. So I apologize if I keep on dropping it, but my life changed almost seven weeks ago, having a baby. So my life is taking a different path. I can't just drop and go at this point. I got to consider my wife, my child and all that stuff. Um, and I, the understanding that I'm getting out of our, our little friend group. And this is why I'm enjoying this conversation today is because we're actually seeing now who's who true friends are out of, out of the group that we associate with, because we have a child now who, who's calling and checking on us. Who's, um, texting with us who's coming around to spend some time with us and spending some time with the baby 
those things are interesting to see um, and who we thought were some of the people, even some of the family members who have not even shown up or giving us excuses. It, it gives us clarity, I guess. And um, so it's, it's more so that I look, I view a friendship now as someone that's always going to be around just even for a phone call, not has to be around to do something with. Um, but I do want my, my boys here and there. I want to do things with them. Um, life has changed dramatically for me. So I got to figure that out and how that works. But um, it's important for the dynamics to have people that you can share and common ground with and just, hey, you've got a few minutes to talk. I'm, I'm, I'm realizing I'm doing too much baby talking over here. Can I have an adult conversation? <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> um, and, and I'm going to let you get back to your topics, but I do have one thing I want to make sure we touch upon on this. But what, what's another one that you had today? No, no, no. Keep going because there was something I also want to uh, go based off of what that that you said. No, go jump into that because mine's probably further along in this conversation, and I don't want to jump too far without making sure we covered everything. No, all good. But something you definitely just brought up was seeing who is around you for the shift in avenue you just had to make. Like, yeah. You know, you just had a baby, so mm-hmm. you can't drop and go, and. Yep the thing I wanted to touch on was the respect of your space. Mm-hmm. You know, I still like you, you mentioned you're a hermit. I consider myself like a lone wolf, but I still <laughs> have a pack. If that makes sense. Right. 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 So it was like, I, I, I I'm totally with you. Like if you leave me alone, I am, like, <laughs> I will enjoy this. I'll put my feet up. I don't know. I'll probably go get me a, a, a nice little, uh, cold angry orchard you know <laughs> turn on like a nice cartoon something of that nature i'm cool it's just uh i'm also emphatically in love with the fact of having a pack having a wife having a significant other mm-hmm. that you know i don't necessarily have to be a lone wolf anymore but as my previous trait that's who i used to be right so in retrospect if i'm a good friend and i know how you are like i'm gonna respect your space like Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know, for example, random days, I'll just hit you up like, hey, man, you good? You cool mm-hmm. to talk? Or sometimes you just call me and vent. And it's not for me to always respond to everything that you're saying. It's just like, hey, I'm here. I'm listening to you. Go get get it off your chest. Yep. Yep. You know, if you need to scream, like like you feel the need, you're about to cry. I, I don't know. <laughs> you're just hot, angry. Like, dude, whatever it is you got to do, do it. You know, and I don't know. I feel like that would carry over if we were even still in the same state. Like, hey, man, you up to doing this today? Nah. Okay, cool. Um, You, you, Addy and Gabby feel like doing this? Nah. Okay, cool. Whatever. You know, mm-hmm. this is like, we'll make it happen. Or, All right. hey, do you guys need a second? We could babysit for like an hour. You guys go take a nap. Like, whatever you need is just more or less one of those things. Being able to be adaptable with the life change that you also have. Yeah, it's funny because I contemplate, and I, I know I've been bugging you to move down here because one, the weather's better. Two, we have better food. I'm not gonna. Whoa, we're not having that, <laughs> that conversation here. But uh, the weather's better. You can admit to that. Um, also, uh, we also have something that you would enjoy on our parma, parmers everywhere. Um, oh, <laughs> but. It's funny because I think I've come to an adaptation where I, I, 
that even with the child and, and my life now, that if I had you down here, if Doug was here, I can see like every like Friday night just cooking out here, and whoever shows up shows up, right? Um, it's uh, even like my wife's friends, if they were here, they can show up and we can all cook out and do something, just spend some time. Um, and whoever doesn't show, doesn't show, right? Um, and on the flip side, if it's a weekend that no one shows, okay, just, you know, it is what it is and, uh, we'll move on from there. But at the end of the day, um, friendship it's, I wanted to go circle back real quick on one thing, how you and I both kind of are in the same boat where you're a lone wolf, but I'm more like a hermit. Isn't it interesting how if our wives ask us on a Monday, hey, what do you want to do this weekend? We're like, I don't know. You just let us know what you want to do. But if they came to us and said, hey, I'm going to be away on Saturday, we have our whole Saturday planned in about five minutes. <laughs> wanted to throw that out there. <laughs> uh, and it's pretty valid. <laughs> yeah, very valid. <laughs> but yeah, on, on the flip side to all that, it, it's respecting the space is a big thing. I try to give, make sure, you know, everyone has their space out of, out of the group as well. But there is like my sister-in-law who is family, but I also, we look at her as someone that's been around since really the birth of our child. And she comes around on weekends and I, I don't think there's been a weekend in, for a while now where she's not here and it's fine. I don't, I don't care. Um, but it, it's a fashion of if she's here, can I also encourage her and my wife to go out so I can have that Saturday planned out and do whatever I want. Um, but it's an extra helping hand right now. It's appreciated. But uh, at the same time, friendship to me is we don't have to see each other every weekend. Like I don't have to spend Fridays and Saturdays with you. Like I, I could talk to you a couple times over the weekend, maybe text, even a phone call, 20-minute conversation on a Saturday. You know, we have our own lives. And when you're in relationships, you, you serve your friendship a little bit less than you may serve your wife or your spouse or your significant other because they're the ones living with you. So you, you should. there's a reason why you're, you're with them. You want to spend the most time with them. So um, I think those things come into play for in my mind as well. Yes, and I think that would be a nice transition to us going into the next thing mm -hmm. um, that I had listed down, and that was what has been your thought process on friends evolving from grade school into high school, into college, and post-college? Like, Let's start with grade school, because I could also really tell you that like in grade school, I kind of feel like it was one of those things where everybody wanted to be the popular guy and know everybody. And you always wanted to be the guy, that, oh, hey, I know him. He's cool. All good, good. I don't know. You just want to be associated with as many groups as possible. That was my thought process for it. Just always wanted to be the cool guy. And I feel like I had an older brother, so I, I wanted to be ahead of the curve. But at the same time, I did notice way back then that Honestly, I just felt like I just didn't fit in. And I was totally okay with that. Like, I, I feel like I was comfortable with myself, but I also kind of wanted to be the cool guy, too. And I don't know. I just feel like one way or another, I was okay with who I am, but also I did want to be that guy that, you know, the cartoon guy that you see, you know, this everybody giving them high fives, like the, the class president, leader, all that good stuff. I felt like that's who I wanted to be, but I accepted who I was. But 
you, what what would you think on grade school friends? Man, dude, I can't remember that far back. I'm freaking old. Um, <laughs> and truthfully, in grade school, I just remember out of friendships. It was just, I guess, it was really where we where I grew up. We had five elementary schools, maybe six elementary schools where I grew up in New Jersey, and you kind of associate it with the kids around the block from you, mostly mm-hmm. because we lived in, in a very main busy area. Um, and you associate with them here and there. Um, you always had one or two good friends that you would spend some time with. Um, but I don't, in school, I think all I ever wanted to be at that point was just a really good dodgeball player. Uh, so I, I don't, and maybe it's because of the way the school system was where I was, but I think every elementary school, you're just friends with the kids that you're in, in that grade with at that point. You didn't really try to venture out until you got into middle school because kids are moving on to a different grade and they're on a different level of the school um, and different places in the school. So you really didn't get a chance to associate with them. But for, for each grade, I just remember just wanting to hang out with the people that I um, always hung out with, um, the ones that I could go to the park with on our bikes and – not have to worry about being driven over by my mom or anything like that. I just wanted to have my, my association of freedom. But again, I've always been a hermit in some fashion. I do remember riding my, my bike by myself multiple times because that's what I wanted to do. I didn't want to go hang out with my friends. I just wanted to ride the blocks for a little bit. Um, middle school. I'll let you go first. Cause I got to really think about that. What what grade was middle school again? I kind of grouped them all together. Like okay, so what did you group for grade school? Um, one th- uh, grade one through what seven eight? Yeah, one through eight. All right, so I'll I'll go in a little bit more with that. So then that point, so middle school for me in New Jersey was sixth through uh, eighth grade. Um, okay. yeah, so that I remember a little bit better. Those, I just moved to a different town. I was trying to understand how things worked. I tried to hang out with uh, certain groups. It wasn't so much the, the cool kids. I fondly remember trying to hang out with more of the troubled kids um, for some reason. I guess because I was a perpetual shit starter. And um, uh, I also remember chasing girls more than anything else. So... Uh, <laughs> but hanging out I, I, again, just like you, man, at that point I was, um, really just trying to focus on being who I was and I didn't, I don't really care if I, I do remember sitting there playing Yu-Gi-Oh on a table one day and people were looking at a strange, I, I really didn't care what people really thought of me. I guess in a sense at that point, I just, I remember being the odd man out for a lot of things. Facts. Okay. Yeah. So high school, I feel like that is where the shift kind of happened for me, where mm-hmm. I actually kind of wanted to fit in to a certain degree because I feel like all the people that were with certain groups, those were the groups that the girls naturally flocked to. So right. um, that is where I kind of feel like at that moment and at that point in time is where I was more conscious of the things I was doing and the people I were kind of kind of hanging around where I was kind of trying to switch things up, but uh, uh, a portion of some of the guys I graduated with from grade school actually went to the same high school as me. So instead of like kind of staying who, what I've known of what I was kind of bred in, I tried to strand out into something different. 
So I kind of felt like those were the years where I kind of had like a small identity crisis, not that not anything major, but needless to say, the friend group, they never like abandoned me or anything like that. So mm. I was definitely cool with that. Now, the, the major shift happened for me in college. But before we go there, mm-hmm. that was basically summed up me in high school, just basically trying to figure out who I was. I wouldn't necessarily say I hated around like people, like the bad kids or anything like that. I was more or less trying to, try to chase behind certain groups that, you know, had the more notoriety that I was looking for. So... From from a perspective of where I was, there there's a there's a funny story that I, I gotta start with. Um, so my first year in high school, remember I said that I was a perpetual shit starter in middle school, and the principal did know my first, middle, and last name like the back of his hand. So, <laughs> um, um, for people who don't realize this, in in New Jersey, school starts right after Labor Day, and I've always had the it ability. Does? Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, I always had the ability to be uh, to start school on my birthday because my birthday is right around Labor Day, and um, my father. Uh, I remember just the first day of school, going to school, my birthday, miserable as can be because it is literally my birthday, and here I am starting school again. And I remember my dad coming in uh, into my room after school was over. He goes, "Happy birthday!" I'm like, "Thanks." He goes, "You're grounded." I'm like, "For what? I didn't even do anything." He's like. Just starting the year off right. You're grounded for two months. <laughs> I'm like, oh, uh, good call. Very good call. <laughs> so my, uh, my, ad- my high school years, I, again, somewhat hermit. I did spend a lot of time helping my dad around the house, mostly because I was grounded a lot. And to, <laughs> uh, uh, to the friend group that I spent, like, the middle school, the elementary schools in the town that I uh, went to, um, they went all the elementary schools went into one middle school and then they separated into two different high schools. So I ended up making friends with the kids in middle school that went to the other high school versus the high school I was going to. But I did have a good group of friends in high school that I associated with. But again, it's, it's a thing where people, you would think that as a society, we would tell our kids going into high school that you will not know who you are. You're just going to figure out who you somewhat are in high school because I was the same man. I was trying to figure out who I was. I, uh, again, I didn't associate with the bad kids. I didn't associate with the popular kids. I kind of floated. Yeah. And and I was probably more forgetful uh, of uh, than anyone else. And that's fine because... Um, I, someone important in my life told me once, it's okay to be different. Oh yeah. And I, it was said to me in my in my early years in high school, and I just remembered to myself, it's okay to be different. You know, they don't have to like me, and I don't have to like them. It, it is what it is. Sometimes these people are not going to dictate to where I am in my life. Come on. Now. So, uh, what'd you say? Come on now. Yeah. So, so with that, here I am uh, in high school with limit to no friends, which was again fine with me. Um, and back to uh, being that hermit that I enjoyed being. Sir, college. College, college life. College is where I definitely found out who I was. You know, I, I really got comfortable with being a sarcastic. Um, sometimes funny, sometimes corny 
individual who just had a lot of personality. And, you know, my uncle told me something that really, really stuck with me. And it was, everybody's not going to be buying what you're selling. Mm -hmm. So I was like, huh, that makes sense. He was like, but a lot of people will because they just are invested in what you have as far as potential. So that is something that always stuck with me. So when it came to that point or that faction or that degree, I just never stopped being who I was. Hi, Angel. (laughs) All the wrong times. So I just never had a problem with that at that point because I just, honestly, I, I, I found out that as I continued to be who I was, people just, the right people naturally gravitated toward me. Mm-hmm. versus the people who I didn't need to be around me at that time. Right. So the more I continued to be myself, the more I found more individuals who were extremely sarcastic, <laughs> bit, so, could have some some jerk-off tendencies, <laughs> but all around were really great individuals who, at the drop of a dime, if you ever said, hey, I need this or I need help with that, not a problem, I'm always there. Like, Oh my god! Like, believe me, I can't wait till you hear some of these stories between me and Nugget when he gets on here. Like, some of these stories, I absolutely like. What What were you guys thinking? Type stuff, you know. But um, I go on and on. But needless to say, is I really found like when I went to college, I was looking or I was thinking to myself like, what kind of friends am I going to make here? But instead, I found out what kind of family I developed. Interesting. So, from an approach from my my standard. Um, I didn't go to like a four-year school. I went to a two-year school. Um, I wasn't built to do school. So, um, shocker, right? Um, but on on the flip of that, the friends that I made in um, college, they, they were a good group of people. Very good group of people. Um, I enjoyed spending time with them. However, um, School wasn't for them. I, there's a reason why we did these two-year schools, right? And, of course, on top of it, New Jersey is such a small state that the friends that you went to high school with that you kind of carried, they carried with you even if you went to a different school. So I hung out with a lot of people that I was still um, from high school with, which probably was not the best thing <laughs> um, because we're, we're going to get into probably the early 20s after high school here, and you're going to – you you learn a lot about yourself in your early twenties, um, and uh, <laughs> um, yeah. And, and my college friends, they were they were the friend. If we were still all to, together now, I think the friend group would pretty much be what I am now, still, because they were taking me that path. They introduced me to different cultures. Um, in the town that I grew up in, in New Jersey, it was a white Jewish community. So if anyone knows the, um, the South Park reference, we did have a token in our town and he lived two blocks over from me and he was whiter than I was. Uh, so, um, and then the kids I went to school with in college was a very mixed racial dynamic and it just felt normal to me. Like that's where I belong was with those people um we had great conversations we we bonded over the same things kind of the same like that was when the boondocks was a huge show and oh man rest in peace to that show here here's the only white boy in this one class and we're waiting for the professor to come in and it's literally day one 
of class. And I just remember being surrounded by a bunch of bigger black men than me and a couple um, uh, Hispanic folks. And I go, hey, did anyone catch that Boondocks episode last night? And literally the conversation went for 45 minutes because the teacher was stuck in traffic about how great that show was. Uh, so like it's it just it just like they just looked at me like oh i'm just one of the i'm just one of the boys um now we separated because they didn't finish school they either went to a different school or they just dropped out because again school wasn't for them and so i had my high school friends that i leaned back to granted i was dating a girl right out of a uh, high school from high school so kind of still had them in my life and then um yeah that's going into college. You want to go into the point of where we actually become professionals and what we learn about ourselves. Yeah, one thing I definitely learned about myself was <laughs> quick story. Did I ever tell you what happened to my front tooth? No. <laughs> I'm happy to share it on it's not canon on today. It's <laughs> <laughs> so I did go to grad school and I got my master's. And you know, I had a nickname in, in, in back at school, and it was called the Pilt Prince. So on uh, the very last, it was the day before graduation at that, man. Like I'm like, I want to go out with a bang. So I shot out a whole gallon of Evan Williams. I think it was brandy or whiskey. Like <laughs> shot out the entire bottle, a whole gallon. And dude, I was like, man, I was in my glow, man. I didn't feel a thing. I felt great. I was, I was good. We got to a bar, man, and that's where everything went wrong. So I blame my friends for this, and I, I love them to this day, but this is all they fault. Why would they let me get this drunk and do this stupid shit? Sorry. <laughs> so I get to the bar, man, and I'm feeling cool. Somehow I found myself on the stage inside the bar. I tried to jump off the stage, but I face planted dead on the ground. And I was like, huh, I'm on the ground, huh? I should probably get up. So I finally get up, and next thing I'm just bouncing off the walls of that bar, man. And the last thing I remember is my best friend, uh, B80, he bought us all Jaeger shots, and dude, that was all she wrote. I'll, the next thing I do, or I remember, do, I woke up, and in true hangover fashion, my front tooth was missing. <laughs> Brian, this is the morning before my graduation from grad school. <laughs> You know, it's funny, you brought this up, and I do remember you bringing something up during work um, about mm -hmm. how you lost your front tooth before your graduation, but you never dove into the story. <laughs> Dude, I, that is something I would never professionally say in front of our team. I am. And, but yes, yes, I think yes. this to everyone. <laughs> and well, if they choose to listen, then you just found out what happened. <laughs> But in true tr true hangover fashion, that is what happened. And man, I my mom, I've never seen her want to strangle me so bad. <laughs> but I had to walk across the stage first, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's uh, I blame my friends. They're still great friends. But you got <laughs> sucked for what happened that night. <laughs> I blame you. But you can't tell if you look at me that I got a fake tooth, and you can't right. tell which one it is. So. Yeah. Yay! I Thanks, guys. <laughs> You're great. Yeah, so while you were doing your master's degree, I was uh, professionally working at that point, and uh, um, and I, again, was still hanging out with a lot of people. New Jersey is a very small community, and you're hanging out with your high school friends, and when you are getting successful, you know, 
people ten times take advantage of that, and that's kind of the direction that went with a lot of my friends. And um, it, it's sad because I, I, without calling out anyone, a lot of these people have yet to grow up and realize certain things. They may have families, they may have um, kids, things of that nature, but um, not huge on social media because of watching all that and and seeing that some people just don't know how to adapt to adult life. And um, I think I was made more for adult life than adolescence or that. Cause I, I transitioned to work into working very easily from, from a teenager. Like I, I started working at Toys R Us when I was a kid um, and worked my way into a, a professional career. And I always found myself able to transition into that better, better than anything else. And um the friendships at that time just didn't, they were there. <laughs> they were there because they were serving the need of keeping me drunk all the time and doing things and having fun and chasing girls. Cause you know, when you're young and in your twenties and you're a male, most likely you're trying to find something that if you don't have it already. And that's, that was what my friends were doing. Um, I was told when I was 20, almost 21, by a professional person I worked with that you do not know what you want in life out of friendships, career, or love until you're 25. And he said, until then go have fun. And that's what I did. Uh, so when, <laughs> when I, mean, I, I said, go do something before to something, that's what he yeah, said. <laughs> yeah. And he, that man, um, I mean, may God rest his soul. That man was a wonderful man who had a very fulfilling life. And um, to give that advice to a young kid and just watch over that young kid that was literally acting a bunch of stupid, had no reason to arch over me. Just um, I remember coming in from, to work one day um, from a long weekend of drinking with friends and being left on Union Square's park bench to sleep it off to catch the subway to back to work. And I walked in, he looked at me, go, go to the bathroom. I'll bring cologne. So you at least smell a little better. Uh, so, <laughs> um, yeah, it just, those type of friendships, um, at that point in my twenties were there for a reason. And that's all that they were there for was there for a reason. And, you think at that time in those in those moments that these are the friends that you're going to spend the rest of your life with. And then you have you have something that comes along that wakes you up and makes you realize that, um, yeah, they may be using you for the money you got. And um, that person was now my wife, who um, was is one of the nicest people in the world and who was also taken advantage of. And when I saw her getting taken advantage of. Um, I kind of stepped in and then all of a sudden that moment of self-reflection kicks in and you realize, son of a bitch, I hang out with the same people. (laughs) So yeah, at that moment, things change, right? You have to make decisions, what's going to be best for you, for your future, for your, your mental health, your, um, and on what you look at is what a true friend is. Um, yeah. Um, and I, I'm, I'm sure you kind of want to jump in, but I have a feeling this is going to, this point here is going to be probably prevalent for the rest of this conversation is at that point when you realize that some of these friends are just, just not good for you. Um, how do you cut them out, man? You know, that was actually the very last thing that I had written down is how do you know when a friendship is at an end? 
Right. So I feel like you would know a friendship is at an end where if you could, I feel like it's one of those things with with a sports team, right? Mm -hmm. If you know, or if you've ever played a sport, anything recreationally before, it doesn't have to be professional. Anything that you played recreationally where you felt as if like you could put your heart into it, when you left it all on the on the court, on the field, on whatever platform it is that you played on, if you left it all there, you're okay with truly walking away knowing you did everything you could. And I feel like it's one of those things because I do have a friend who, man, um, I've known him since quite literally we were in preschool together. And when it came to college, he started hanging around some weird guys. And I did ask him about it. Like, hey, you know, mm, I, I don't know. I see like a darker side of you since you started hanging out with them. Like, you okay? And man, since then, it was just like he went down on a whole nother path. It was one of those things. I can't follow you where you are. And if you don't want to change, the most I could do for you is support you where I can. Mm-hmm. You know, and I felt like I did the best I could. Tried to, you know, give some warning signs prior to. But ultimately, it was one of those things where, you know, he went down and it, it's been downhill since then. So it's been one of those things where if I still see him to this day, I have nothing but love for him. But at the same time, it was a part where I had to feel as if like I had to let that go because... If you don't want the help, then you don't want the help from me either. See, you're very much different than I am when it comes to this. It, it becomes at that point, and maybe this is just because of my professional career choices, um, it becomes almost like a firing effect for me, um, like I'm a firing someone. And then the reason is um, I have cut a lot of friends out of my life, um, and I'm, I'm contemplating as we're sitting here. Maybe I should have grew up in Chicago um, versus New Jersey because obviously there must have been something in the water in New Jersey because um, the amount of friends that I cut out, I don't talk to anyone from way back in the day at all. Can Do you? Do you talk to anyone from high school or even grade school? I do. See, yeah. And from for me, I don't. And um, I cut out a lot of people and it's... I wouldn't say that they're negative. I don't want to say that they are. They just live a different path or live a, live a different life than than I want it for myself, I guess. Mm-hmm. And um, who is to say that, you know, the decisions that were made between myself and my uh, and, and what I needed to do was the right thing to do. I never I'll never consider myself a great friend for the sheer fact that I cut out all these people instead of just having conversations. But the sheer fact that there was decisions that were made that they went down paths that I just could not agree with and they were keeping things secret. I, I just, I couldn't do it. So, um, left some people at a hotel once had to make them figure out how to get home. Um, cause I was done being the person that was supporting everything. Um, had a friend that, um, got them a job for a company I worked with and they were struggling. And instead of realizing where they were making mistakes and just reaching out for help, they started blaming me for bringing them into this company. And as much as I offered the, the ability to, okay, I'll come up and work with you um, and kind of go through things, or maybe you should listen to your general manager because they're, they want things their way, not the way that when I was running the show there, um, they didn't want to hear it. So, okay, you're out. Like, I mean, my circle of trust is very small for obvious reasons. Like I said, I keep my, I have high standards for family and friends and it's because 
I don't have time in my life for people that are one going to take continuously take advantage of me to um, not be at the same level of maturity. And I don't have a high level of maturity. Let's be face it. I'm a, if you saw the poster behind me, it's X-Men. Uh, but my maturity level is to an extent of, you know, I protect what's mine and my closest friends are mine. And if it came down to someone coming after you, Chase, I will protect you. But if it came down to the long run that you go down a path that I can't follow, who's to say what's going to happen? I'm not saying, well, because you and I are on the same level on things, but people have done that, right? They, they, um, in my life, they, they, they make decisions and, and I made the realization that these people probably, I should probably have not associated myself with it. And it goes back to those times of in middle school, deciding how ha- hang out with the, the perpetual shit starters. I wanted to be a bad boy. Well, I realized I wasn't cut out to be a bad boy, but the problem was I took those, that bad boy life and had that follow me into my mid twenties. And on top of that, I realized that at that point, I just want to live a good life. Um, and I want to be successful. I want to have people that will push me, motivate me as much as I push them and motivate them in, in my life. I want people that I share interests with. And that was the other thing, man. Having a group of friends that you thought you shared an interest with, have you ever come across that where you thought you had something in common with someone and it turns out they did not, that you did not at all? <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> is, let me ask this question. How long, like, I, I'm, I'm dumb as shit, dude. How long did it take you to realize you don't have anything in common with those people? Man, it took me at least a full semester. Like, I was in high school. Ooh. It took me a full semester to figure that out. You're, you're better off than I am because it took me almost three to four years, bro. Uh, so, like, I had a friend that said he was huge into comic books, and no, he wasn't. <laughs> Not at all. Like, he had no clue what I was talking about. And, and when, when you share that one, only one bond, and it's not really there, you realize, again, you're just being taken advantage for something. Yeah. Um, so, um, what other I, – I got some advice for people towards the end, but um, – what other? No, go ahead, knock it out. No, no, I, I'm, I'm, I'm sure you have other things you want to discuss with friendships, dude. Uh, well, uh, other thing would be, mm-hmm. what would you tell your daughter about real friendship and what that she look for? Dude, you don't like. We pick these topics at the prominent time in in my life. I swear, we do. I think we really have these conversations, and I think you just write them down <laughs> because I. I I kind of dropped some nuggets out today on this that I'm going to raise my daughter to think freely as much as I think freely. I don't, I don't associate myself with any weird thinking or anything like that. I just think freely, uh, think for yourself, think independently. And the one thing that I owe, like my wife and I, prior to the board, the, the birth of Addison, we, we had this conversation of, Oh, what sports are you? My wife asked, like, are you going to be okay if she wants to be a cheerleader? Or are you going to be okay if she does this? I'm like, I don't care. Whatever the kid wants to do, I'm going to support. Mm-hmm. And then I said to her, I'm like, you know what? I really don't want our daughter to play sports because that's the habitual child thing, right? I want our daughter to do what she wants. I want her to be different than everyone else. And if that includes sports, if she wants to go play sports, be my guest. But I don't want it to be shoved down her throat. I want her, if she wants to be an artist, let her be an artist. She wants to be a dancer, let her be a dancer. Um, So the first thing that always comes to mind is that one thing I dropped um, before. It's okay to be different. 
Um, saying that in this day and age to a child has already put certain conversations in my mind that I'm just going to have to pocket because yeah. telling a child to be different now versus when we were growing up can result into a lot of conflict and people just don't understand different at this point. Um, but it's okay to be different. It's okay to be different. It's okay to think differently. It's okay to enjoy who you are as a person and find people that enjoy one themselves being who they are. And maybe you can find common ground in between. Um, you come from a different backstory. Um, we do share some things in common. Um, someone that you'll meet in, in, uh, in a few episodes from now, um, Doug, he, he's my best friend. Um, he's my brother. Like he's the, he's the sibling I chose. That's how I, I phrase it. And him and I grew up in two different states, two different lifestyles. He lives a different lifestyle than I do. But we have common interests that we can be on the phone for two, three hours at a time if we really wanted to. Mm -hmm. um, and when I see him, it's like we never, like nothing ever changed. Just a quick hug. Let's get back to doing what we're doing. Um, and we're two very, very different types of people than the norm of what's out there. Um, same with you, man. I don't consider you a normal person. I consider you a weirdo like me. Uh, That's weird. Okay. <laughs> You're weird, but you have a great style sense. Um, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, that that's that's the the approach I plan on telling my daughter is when it comes to friendships, it's okay to be different. It's, it's okay to be an individual. Um, I'm gonna show her the movie Mean Girls and tell her don't be like that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, that that's kind of the approach I kind of uh, want to take with my daughter. I think when it comes to friendships, I I'm sure at some point on this podcast, we'll divulge what, what um, the punishment strategy will be since you and I've kind of worked that out. You mean Doug, um, that uh, my child's not going to be punished. She's going to be um, embarrassed. So because <laughs> embarrassment seems to work a lot better for people. Um, oh yes. Yes, it does. We'll divulge that in another, another episode. I'm sure. Um, but into that fashion, I mean, great segue as I'm speaking to the my, my youth of my child here. Um, as we wrap, wrap this, that, writing this down, um, I just want to make a couple points out there that I, I'm not saying friendship is uh, a curse word in my life. It's, it's given me a lot of um, insight of who I am as a person. Um, and I wish there's a point where Maybe I was. Maybe our parents had a different lifestyle. I'll find out as I go through this, right, with my child. Um, but I wish my parents warned me that you're not going to fit in with everyone. You're not going to be this person that's going to be the quarterback for the football team because it's just not who you are, Ryan. And it's fine. It's okay to be different. Um, and then on top of it, when when you have friendships that are tanking. Tanking you as a person, I wish I always had that one person that was like, hey, you need to get the hell out of this. Um, this is not good for you. I didn't. Um, and that's fine. Um, I live and learn and I self-reflected and I've learned those abilities through my professional career and I applied it to my, my, my personal life. And I am thankful for the friends I have now. And I, I said my, my circle is very, very small. And to be a part of that circle... 
um i say it's a privilege because i mean you get you don't get me out of it you get my wife and my child i'm i'm, I'm just the the person that allows you in um <laughs> you, you you're the gate yeah i'm the gate i mean i'm not i'm no one special um but when it comes to comes to that i i hold standards for people because I, I want them to be the best that they can be and i don't want them to go down a path that they can't get themselves out of and as much as i tried to get some some people out of it they just don't take to it so those standards are put in place to not only hopefully get them out of it but to protect me from going down that path too and finding better quality in life and i think friendship is that better quality life in some fashion you need to have those people that you can surround yourself with and be able to have those conversations with that i mean you sir i can't tell you how many how, i don't know how many times i told you this but without you um last year was probably the hardest part of my life my dad passing and just to call you and just let it out randomly throughout days nights and whatever and letting having you still be there just for us negative as I was, as I was trying to navigate this horrible thing that has happened to me and trying to put pieces together that just weren't there. Um, you stuck it out and you were a bro. Um, and you were patient mostly because we really wanted to get this fucking thing launched and we just couldn't get there. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but my, my recommendation to people, take a good look at your, your friendships. If you find yourself constantly down a path of negativity and, fighting with people that you're just like, why am I fighting with them? Look at the people you surround yourself with. Most likely they're not good for you and it's okay to move on from them. We'll be your friends here. Come listen to us. <laughs> uh, Chase, I'm going to give you the last, uh, last say because you are one of the most inspirational people I have ever met in my life. And I thank you for being one of my closest friends. But before I give you that second. I got to thank everyone again for listening to us. Um, also, before we wrap this up, because I want to make sure your words are the last words that are heard. Coming real soon, we are going to be uh, recording and posting videos on YouTube. So you get to see our, well, you get to see Good Looking Chase. You get to look at my ugly mug. Uh, <laughs> but you will be able to put uh, voices to faces real soon. Um, look out for that. That is going to potentially be the next episode. And we are going to have some additions to the casting of this show that are going to be around probably a lot more than we are prepared for, but newsflash for them if they're just listening. Um, so again, thank you for listening and giving us an, a, a place to know that we're not alone out there and you're enjoying what we're doing. I see it. Like I keep on saying, I see that you guys are listening and I, we appreciate it. Um, thank you again. Um, be on the lookout on YouTube. It will be in the bio, a link to our, uh, our channel, and that will potentially be the next episode, but chase back to this episode. Your th final thoughts on friendship. Final thoughts on friendship. Growing up, my mom always told me everybody isn't your friend. I didn't understand that back then, but I do now, how everybody isn't always going to be conducive to your energy. You don't need to necessarily have someone else input their struggles of what they're going on on you because everything isn't meant for you to carry. Now, when you find somebody that really does get who you are and will truly give you the shirt off their back, then at that point, you do have someone that you truly do need to be around. 
and good friends aren't something that you have to go out and look for. Somehow you guys find each other. So for everyone who's out there looking for a good friend, they're probably literally right around the corner. If you need some advice, some positivity, or you just want to feel like you want to tell your story, feel free to reach out to us. We're definitely here to listen and help out in any way, shape, form. But unfortunately, just like the word friend, it this has to come to an end. So, Ryan, feel free to take us out, baby. Oh, no, 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 no. Hold on. Hold on. I feel why you're doing this. Um, pew, 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 pew. <laughs> oh, I, don't believe, I don't believe you allowed me to do that okay let's get this going here <laughs> bye everyone peace